welcome to episode number 172 of the Canadian Prepper Podcast. We're recording on August the 7th, 2022. My name is Eric, host of the show, based in Southern Ontario, hunter, target shooter, ham radio operator, and computer geek. Uh, as a first responder, witnessed an over-reliance on emergency services during major events and started a small preparedness company to help people get better prepared for at least 72 hours, if not longer. I'm Alan. I'm a safety trainer, first responder, security expert, and overall safety nerd. And I'm Jeff. I am based in Central Ontario. I'm a target shooter, ham radio operator, general overall handyman, and weather geek. And I'm Brad. I'm in Eastern Ontario. Consider myself a part-time amateur prepper since about the ice storm of 98. Constantly trying to better myself. I'm Greg, based in Southeast Georgia. uh, Former infantryman in the United States Army, avid prepper, and whiskey enthusiast. Right. And also Look. has the largest fan base of all of us. <laughs> <laughs> the comments started before the show even started. <laughs> all right. If you want to help us support the show and keep the Canadian Prepper podcast on the air, you can buy some swag. We've got both the uh, Canadian Prepper podcast t-shirt and the uh, tactical Velcro patch. You can get those at prepperpodcast.ca. All the proceeds do help keep the lights on and the backup generator fueled. And if you're enjoying the show, please take a few minutes and like us on Facebook and submit a review on iTunes. We also want your feedback, good or bad, or if there's a topic you want us to cover, email us at feedback at prepperpodcast.ca. All right. So we've got some skilled content for you in this episode. We're going to start off with some recent uh, news articles. Then we'll update you on what we've done recently for our own personal preparedness. Then we're going to get into the main topic, skills and community. So let's move into the news. Uh, I didn't realize until after I put the link in that this is a CNN article, so I apologize for that. But it is uh, illustrating how our supply chain problems are extending to people as well, with approximately 12% of all flights canceled and 35% delayed across the country. Uh, now that's a US stat, of course, but uh, a third of the flights, or yeah, a third of the flights are delayed. 12% canceled um, just on an average Saturday because, because. Well, because there was a, people's um, travel plans. yeah, there was a, I would have to find it, but there was a, an article uh, I seen a few days ago where they were, and they were talking about airports all over uh, the world. And uh, Pearson airport was number one for being the shittiest. Mm. Uh, they had a 53% uh, delay either either delayed or cancelled flights was 53% this is pre-COVID right is there any new stats uh, for that yeah pretty well <laughs> we're gonna end up with like a rotten tomatoes for airports <laughs> I don't know I'd be willing to put I'd be willing to put uh, JFK up against them place is awful I don't know if it's as bad as challenge it. accepted <laughs> but, uh, let's see <laughs> oh man so for myself, I've got a quick article in here. Yes, it's from the CBC. Boo away if you want. Uh, but it just talks about a state of emergency in central Newfoundland has been extended in regards to uh, some forest fires that are happening out that way. So hope everybody's uh, keeping their head on a swivel for that and staying safe out that way for the forest fires. But uh, just a reminder, it's a thing that happens. So something to be ready for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, I think with the... Um the heat that's been going on the last week and a half or so, mm-hmm. even out BC, Alberta, that the, the fires are really starting to take off. So, A lot of places don't, don't even bother doing controlled burns. So without a controlled burn, I mean, whenever you do have a wildfire, it's just, it's a million times worse. That's why everything out in California just, just constantly on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, no, it's- so I got a couple of quick news articles here. Uh, one's from uh, New York Daily News. Basically, it just uh, quickly talks about uh, um, the grain exports that are starting to come out of Ukraine. Um, I mean, is it going to help? Probably not, but something's better than nothing. Um, so, you know, get out there what they can. And, of course, in response to that, what does Russia do? They decide to throw a couple of bombs near another nuclear plant. Um, 
they damaged some wires and some other stuff, but there's been no damage yet to the plant. So hopefully uh, we don't have another Chernobyl on our hands, but we'll see what happens to that. And uh, my second article, I just had to touch on the political and then that'll there be the go. end of that. Um, it's from Reuters. I'm sure anybody who's in Canada and is in our world uh, has already heard about this, but Canada is implementing a complete handgun ban. Uh, they're not going through parliament. They're just doing it by uh, by order, I guess, or however they're doing it. Um, they're just, I mean, I guess in communist countries, you don't have to take it through parliament. So, <laughs> Yeah, they're, they're banning importation, right, of, of handguns. Is that what's going on right now? Well, it's, I, I understood it's importation, it's transfers, it's like, yeah, if you, if you wanted to sell, if you had a gun and you wanted to sell it to somebody else, no can do. Yikes. Well, so much for the fall. Well, I was having a pleasant <laughs> little Sunday until then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's going to piss a whole lot of people off. Uh, it sure is. It, it will. And like people in Vermont, uh, where I'm originally from, a lot of them got upset when they were having to go through background checks for, you know, private sales and everything. I was actually just talking to one of the guys that's running for Lieutenant governor yesterday uh, about his views on some of the current governor's uh, policies. And uh, apparently it all raised a, a big hatus. Mm. Fair enough. Uh, so quick, uh, quick mention for listener Mick, uh, just through a comment in the live chat there saying, uh, been listening to us for about a month and has listened to all the back episodes. I apologize for the first up to about 10 or 15. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Once I, once I joined the show, everything got better, but yeah, once Alan joined, yeah, it was, oh. it was good. There's some pretty rough episodes. <laughs> yep. But yeah, that's um, impressive. By the way, Greg, the you're on a Canadian show. Off. It's Lieutenant Governor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. How about we move into what we've done lately for preps? I did a little bit of fuel rotation in the last two weeks. I did some electrical work on my house to make things a little bit better. And I met up with uh, an old friend who has recently come around to uh, our, our, our world of prepping and whatnot, um, sat around with him and, his, uh, him and his wife and ran through a bunch of different scenarios, uh, had, a, had a good long talk, a wide, wide range of topics, and uh, was happy to see that um, he's got a bunch of different plans in place and different thoughts on quite a lot of different things. Uh, looking forward to having him and his family over to my place in, an, in the next coming months and have another good chat and introduce him to a few people around here who are like-minded. Um, I'll let him know about this podcast and what we do here. And he said in the next day or so, he would take a, he would take a listen or a watch on YouTube. And I didn't tell him I was on it. I just told him he's got to go watch it. <laughs> nice. So other than that, just work, lots of work. I did uh, some yard work. I'm just trying to get things cleaned up around here. I kind of have let stuff lag a little bit, so trying to get that done. I spent some time down at the trailer to just unwind. Um, funny, uh, Brad mentioned that about meeting somebody that's uh, like-minded. Uh, I bumped into uh, somebody down there at the trailer park, and I happened to have our prepper t-shirt on, and the conversation took off from there, and it turns out these people are absolute hardcore preppers. Um, yeah. So the next time I go down there, we are going to sit around the bonfire and have a good long chat about, uh, I mean, um, they've, they've just gone, which, which is good for them. They've gone, they've gone full in. So, um, which is great. And I want to pick the brain on a few things. So, uh, I did some cutting and splitting of some, uh, some more firewood for a friend of mine. I had a little extra, so I, uh, passed it off and that's been about it. Nice. That's another reason to get a, prepper podcast t-shirt break the ice and get people talking right uh for myself uh it's just been really a lot of family time the last uh last two weeks been uh traveling between work and the cottage and uh i guess you could maybe count finally getting the boat out as some fuel rotation 
guess that counts, right? Burn some I'll fuel, fuel in. Sure, burn. Yeah, fuel mean, rotation. You can't go wrong there. <laughs> now you got the boat out. Was that just out of the garage or out and it actually got wet? It floats. It actually it floats. So we're good. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was happy to see it floats. It started. It runs. Burnt through a tank of gas. Put a new tank in it. So there's the fuel rotation for you. And uh, yeah, that's been it. <laughs> nice. Okay, that's my turn. Um, also did a little bit of fuel rotation, which is just exactly what it sounds like. Um, got some yard work done, tended to the gardens. We've got a lot of tomatoes coming in. We've got a lot of peppers coming in. Uh, we, we're growing bok choy this year, which is a first for us. So we're seeing how that's going up, which is kind of fun. Um, getting back into my workout routine post-injury and spending a lot a lot a lot of time on the road so i've got a lot of time to uh um, a lot of time to catch up on podcasts and then we did a few skills updates we're focusing on metal, medical skills with our uh, with our group in the next uh in, in the next little bit uh all right my turn uh my wife and i have been focusing on like food and water uh uh for like floods, wildfires, stuff like that, uh, water filtration, fire kits for our hiking packs and stuff like that, uh, skill development with our team. Got one of my buddies here in the live chat. We uh, went out in the kayaks a couple weeks ago and kind of downgraded our packs and took literally just like a shelter kit, bottle of water, one firearm each, and <laughs> paddled out and found a place where we could run up on shore and, you know, worked on tarp shelters and stuff like that, rapid ridge lines and worked on some knots and just hung out out in the, out in the woods on the water. So you're saying you took the time to test your gear, learn how to use it and have some fun along the way. And instruct. Yeah. We don't, that's, that's, we don't, we don't do that around here. No. <laughs> <laughs> we buy our stuff. We assume yep. we know how to use it. We put <laughs> it away, and it's still in its factory packaging. Yep. Don't touch it for several years, and then rely on it in an emergency. That's well, if you take it out of the factory packaging, it's not waterproof anymore. Oh, it's got funny. a good point. That's a good point. That is a good point. The, the, real te- the real test for prepper is being able to put it back into the factory packaging. That's the No, I, I, got, <laughs> I got duct tape. I got duct tape and Ziploc bags. It'll, it'll be all right. <laughs> duct tape in a welder fix anything. Right? Yeah, exactly. Well, uh, speaking of good points, Pierre in the live chat's got a good point that uh, my preps might be safe if Jeff has found a new place to go steal stuff from. So keep talking <laughs> to those folks, Jeff. Also a very good point. <laughs> all, all the more for me. That's, yeah, I'm okay with that. Well, Jeff, Jeff is diversifying. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Good thing you right. know where I live. <laughs> Give it time. I'm sure you will. <laughs> All right, with that, let's move into the main topic, shall we? So this evening, we are talking about skills and community. So we want to touch on a little bit of, you know, how you can bring some skills in, how you can help out your community, um, being your your prepper community or your group of uh, maybe your your mutual assistance group or or similar, and uh, just open up the floor to uh, just a general chat about what skills you guys think are important to have in the emergency preparedness world. Um, how you think they can tr- contribute to uh, your community and really how you think everybody can kind of come together and, and form that community. So I'll open it up to everybody and let's chat about it. Um, well, I think some skills, I, mean, there, I think. There a lot of hard skills. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Greg. Oh, I was going to say uh, some of the things I think about in situations like this and a you know, bad situation is, uh, being able to take care of your vehicle, you know, change a tire, change your oil, add coolant, you know, be smart enough not to, you know, take your radiator cap off of an overheating truck or something like that, you know. Yep. Uh, shit hit the fan and, you know, you get free third degree burns. It'll be great. Um, yeah. <laughs> don't do that. Uh, but being able to identify different plants, fire starting, you know, leadership and, a lot of people think that leadership is just knowing what to do and how to lead. And I, from my time in the army, I, I don't, 
I don't agree with that approach. Leadership is definitely, you know, being able to have enough backbone to be like, you know what, you know, I'm wrong. Uh, and just being able to hear what other people have to say. And, you know, if you disagree, you know, being level-headed enough to have that discussion and and figure out how to compromise, do what, you know, lay your pros and cons out, you know, make a decision yeah, yeah. together. Yeah, and the uh, the one thing I, I I think too on that leadership part is lead by example. Um, Absolutely. Don't I, I've always had the the thing to say to people: Don't ask me to do something that you're not willing to do yourself. Yeah, that to me is a leader. Um, you want me to do it? I'll do it. But you know, don't ask yeah. me to do something that you're not willing to do yourself. Yeah, I think the whole leadership piece for, especially in building a community is huge. And there doesn't need to be just one specific leader. It can be a shared or delegated exactly. thing as well, uh, because everybody has a different skill set and different comfort level and, and ability to lead in certain situations. It's not in every single situation you're going to be able to be that leader. So being able to take that step back as well and go, hey, you know what? This isn't the time for me to, to lead the pack and let somebody else take over, I think is a, a huge skill set as well. Exactly. I, I agree with that. A hundred percent because yeah, I can fix a truck. I can build a rifle. I can start a fire. I can build shelters, all that good stuff. But I'm going to tell you right now, I can't can or garden to save my life. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody else is going to have to take that is up. Yep. And I've, I've always right believed on. that uh, the best, the best quality in a leader is their ability to bring out the best in others. Yeah. So I'm, I'm good at a lot of things. But, you know, if I'm trying to get Greg to go tend the garden and he has no idea how to do it, then that doesn't make me much of a leader, right? That's I mean, I'll go do for. it, but somebody's coming with me. <laughs> exactly, right? Somebody's going to hold need, my hand. You know, so so un understanding, understanding where everybody's strengths are, where everybody's weaknesses are, and where they want to be, right? Maybe, maybe you want to be an excellent gardener. Maybe you want to know how, mm -hmm. how everything works. So, hey, can I spare you to, 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 to go with the expert? and and learn and develop or you know there's a time and a place for that but right now i really need you over here building this building the shelter because you can build things mm -hmm. right yep. whatever whatever it is right like so i think that's i think those are that's understanding where everybody's strengths are um in the group as well as being able to bring out the best in those strengths i think that's the a really important um uh really important skill to have for all of us Oh, I agree. I think it's, uh, and even being able to deal with the different group dynamics, because you're going to have people that, you know, uh, during the honeymoon phase of everything, everybody's getting along, but eventually you're going to have those personality clashes and you're going to have those little interpersonal issues. So being able to work with all those different personality types and get them to get along as best they can, you're never going to get everybody to get along a hundred percent. But being able to work with different personality groups and or types and getting them to work cohesively and just you know get them to to work on their strengths like we touched on uh, and kind of put them outside of their, their comfort zone at times too is uh, is definitely part of the leadership uh, portion uh, which obviously helps build your community and is an important skill to have i think absolutely yep, I, I agree i agree with that 100 percent. 100 uh, moving outside Comments of from the, from the live chat yep. before we move on here, he says one problem is everyone wants to be the leader. Mm. Sometimes, and sometimes, sometimes nobody wants yeah. to be the leader, especially when they're tough when they're tough decisions to make. So this is why it's really important to get everybody moving in the same direction well before the problem occurs. Right? We call it yeah. in the fire service. We call it pre-planning. In 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 the military, they call it operational planning. Right? Like there's there's mm -hmm there's there's a rank there's a rank structure for a reason uh, not necessarily you don't necessarily have to have a hard and fast rule but at least understanding um you know everybody gets together you sit around the fire have a couple of drinks and what do you what are you good at where do you excel what do i what do i what do i not have to think about because i know you've got it under control yeah. and then there's nothing saying that everybody can't be a leader of their area yep um and a really good a really good resource for that um FEMA or I know um, uh, Emergency Measures Ontario, uh, I'm sure all the other provinces do too. They all put out uh, an, an ICS or Instant Command System or IMS, Instant Management System. Um, even just the basic level, the 100 level, mm -hmm. that's a that's a, an, an international standard that just about everybody uses to, um, to coordinate 
an emergency response. And that's, that would be a great skill for everybody. You know, everybody in your group, go, you know, let's go take this class together. Uh, it's all online and everybody understands that, you know, my job when I get here is to do these things. And if that's already being done, then I just go to the next one and go to the next one and go to the next one. And that way nobody's feelings get hurt. And that's, that solves a lot of conflict. Yeah, that's actually a really good point. Um, the whole IMS training for, uh, for people that are trying to put a group together. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Sit down, make sure everybody then is on the same page, has the knowledge of ABC will be done first. Um, the following people will look after A, B, and C. And then if A is already covered, you follow in the B and then C. It's, uh, yeah, it's important to have everybody on the same page and understand that there's a common goal that everybody is striving for. And it's not a, a personal thing if you get put on the B when you want to be on A. Uh, just the way the, the cards fell at the time. Sometimes you know, it's, really it's, just, it's just manpower. It's yeah, literally all it comes down to. Like, you know, hey, I know you usually do this, but, you know, will you help this person out doing this? You know, if there, if there's a flood and, you know, if you're not a strong swimmer and you want to learn how to swim, well, this is probably not the time, but, <laughs> you know. Yeah, the whole sink or swim thing, right? Yeah. Now, these, these, uh, these courses, are they open to anybody? Absolutely anybody, especially through uh, – it's um, – I can't remember off the top of my head whether it's uh, EMO, Emergency Measures Ontario, or Ontario uh, – OFMEM, Ontario Fire Marshal Emergency Management Office, but um, I'll find a link for it and throw it in the show notes. Um, FEMA also offers it, and um, they're they're free. They're completely open source. Anybody can access it. Uh, there's no prerequisite for it. You don't have to be uh, involved in, hey, there's the, there it is right there. Ah, I did some interning. <laughs> it's in the live chat. <laughs> <laughs> My Google uh, food is strong tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Um, nice. so yeah, any, anybody can anybody can register. You do have to you do have to sign up. They want to know they want they want to know your name. But aside from like you can put whatever name you want on it, it doesn't matter. And you get a certificate at the end, and it's uh, it's it's really good baseline information um, of understanding how an emergency actually happens, and then how to approach the management of that emergency. So for the uh, the audio listeners uh, out there. Uh, I just Googled IMS 100 Course Ontario, and it brought the site up. So it's training.emergencymanagement.ontario.ca. Uh, so there you go. Sweet. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, so that'll be a good one to, to add into the list of courses. Yeah. Uh, can we address uh, Ryan Olson here in the comments? Um, he says, some have skill set to teach and some are very knowledgeable but have no idea how to teach or the patients what's your thoughts on merging two types of personalities 100 percent team up yeah you know you gotta you gotta bounce off of each other you gotta balance each other out you know if i'm better at communicating with you know the specific type of people we're we're teaching than this guy who's super knowledgeable and can't deal with a whole lot of people at one time you know just deal with me you know, uh, be there when I'm dealing with these guys. And if I, if I miss something or I mislead something, you know, hop in, correct me and be like, all right, well, my bad y'all, this is what we need to do. You know, be, be that safety net and, and work together hundred percent. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Yeah. I see no harm in at all. And, you know, you have somebody that has the, the personality, personality that lets them get in front of a group and they can convey information really, really well and people can absorb it well as well versus the person that just, like Ryan says, can't teach at all but has the knowledge. Yeah, then why not get that knowledge put into the person that can get up in front of the class and portray it really well? Uh, and yeah, and have that person with the knowledge obviously there to fill in the gaps and, and help kind of push things along and, and throw some comments out here and there. But yeah, no no harm in that at all. You may as well yeah. use the skill set and the abilities of the people in your community. That that's that's exactly how I do things when I'm asked to teach. Like, <laughs> hey, here's here's what here here's here are the notes that this expert told us. I'm not an expert in such things, but here are the steps to follow. Hey, expert, you know, Ryan, you're sitting you're you're sitting as part of the group. How did I like? Did I cover everything? Is there anything you want to add to that? And it's it, it becomes a conversation, and that's in my opinion. It it, it reaches the most people. Um, when you can have a conversation about something. Yeah, I do the same thing when I'm teaching for work. There's always at least two of us instructing, if not three. 
and that's simply because nobody can know everything about the topic and different personalities get information across to people different ways and people learn in different ways. So why not have multiple ways to convey that information out? Absolutely. And I love the fact that you just pointed out that, that people learn in different ways. Um, I had two guys uh, when I got to, you know, my duty station here and they were getting smoked, just basically just push-ups after push-ups after push-ups because they could never remember the eight cycles of function on an M4. And work let out. We were gone for the day, and I was like, what are y'all doing right now? And they were like, going back to the barracks. I was like, nope, get in the truck. And instead of sitting there trying to tell them how to do it, I brought them back to my house, and I grabbed one of these rifles and put it in their hand and I was like this is exactly how it works and I walked them through it and the next day I looked at their NCO and I was just a little PFC at the time and I was like ask them now this man these two guys literally got smoked for probably six hours straight because uh, I couldn't remember it you know 30 seconds after just getting it wrong and being told what it was the next day both of them were spiting it off Back to back. Good job. That's awesome. Yeah. And good point from you. Yep, that's me in the chat there. That um, this stuff really only works before a stressful uh, shit at the fan situation. 100%. And it, it definitely yeah. works before it's ideal, right? That's why we prepare for things. Yep. Um, yep. The more the, the more we the more we train on this, the more we practice it beforehand, um, the better off we all are, of course. But also the reality is that Right after the initial emergency, things calm down really, really quickly, at least in my experience. And you now have time to go through some of the skills that maybe you haven't drilled on in a while, maybe you haven't organized in a while, maybe you haven't had time to deal with yet. Uh, you've, you've, got, you've got some time to deal with that. Uh, one of the things that doesn't get talked about a lot in, in emergencies is how much standing around and waiting there is because you're, you're disrupted from your normal day. Right, you can mm -hmm. only gather so much firewood. You can only take so much time preparing meals. You can only, right, all this stuff only takes so much time. Yep. And there's a lot, a lot, a lot of hours of standing around waiting. Um, I, I can, I can personally attest to that. Like in, in, in the ice storms in '98, we were, we were busy, really busy, for about four hours a day. And they were not four consecutive hours. Right. And the rest of the time was waiting for orders, was waiting for equipment, was waiting for people, was waiting for whatever. We had to come up with a lot of ways to keep ourselves occupied. Uh, so that was, yeah, it's hurry up and wait. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so there, there's yep. a lot of, um, there is a lot of downtime and there is a lot of opportunity to learn in the moment. But of course, the more time you can spend learning beforehand, the better off we all are. Yep. Agreed. And, you know, somebody said, you know, uh, something about a stressful situation, but you know, you can train all you want, but you never know how you're going to react. Um, yep. But at least if you train, even if you don't react ideally right off the bat, you can, you can still snap yourself out of that, you know, and be like, all right, I know what to do here. And just take three seconds, half a second, whatever. And, and go from there and get your thoughts back on track because you know, if you can get your head right, you, you can, you know, a lot more than what you may give yourself credit for. And chances well, are I, too, uh, you're going to fall back on that training and just mm -hmm. do what you've learned and not even realize it until you've done it. Yeah. I was going to say in my, my previous job, I sat in on interviews with uh, people who were involved in stressful situations. And a lot of the times they said, yeah, I didn't know what I was doing. I just fell back on my training and it marched them right through it perfectly. Yeah, well, it, it's it's a mantra we have in the fire service as well. Uh, we don't rise to our expectations; we fall to our level of training. Exactly, and it's been consistently proven I over like and over again. Yeah. How many how many times have you been in? Have we been in a debrief and you hear the training took over? I wasn't thinking; yep. I was just doing what I knew how to do. Um, so the more the more we drill that ahead of time, and you can't prepare for every situation, but you can prepare for you can prepare for outcomes, right? Mm -hmm. So the power's gone out. Maybe the power's gone out because of a tornado. Maybe the power's gone out because of an EMP. Maybe the power's gone out, whatever, right? Yep. The result is the power's gone out. So I know what to do when the power goes out. 
Mm-hmm. It doesn't yep. necessarily matter why. It doesn't necessarily matter what the what the cause was. But th- and that all again comes down to planning, right? Like most most like what we would call a, a, a shit hit the fan situation is a combination of small emergencies that all or small inconveniences that all converge at once. Um, that might be a blizzard. So power's gone out and it's going to be a week before it gets fixed and it's minus 40 and the roads are impassable because we've got four feet of snow. So all of those things together, you, you combine them and without any thought to it, then that becomes a, a really big emergency, right? Oh my, oh my good Lord, something has gone terribly, terribly wrong. But when you break it down into individual problems, well, the power is out. Well, I have a plan for that. Well, the roads are impassable. Well, I have a plan for that. The, you know, the internet's down. Well, I have a plan for that. Like, there's whatever it is. If you if you if you've thought about those things and you break them down into their individual steps, and that's where taking that's where doing that that IMS training will, really comes in handy. It, it 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 teaches it teaches you as as somebody who's in charge of bringing order to chaos to step back and break things down into goals. What's my goal? My goal is I need to not freeze. Well, how do I do that? Well, I have a plan for that. You know, I don't have that. What resources do I have? What tools do I have, et cetera, et cetera, right? So um, that's, where the, that's where the planning comes in. And that's why, that's, that's why it's, it's, we're, we're, we're a prepper podcast and not a reactor podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Well, it's a really good point of breaking things down into their individual what ifs. Uh, and I think that's pretty pretty well how a lot of people operate is I have this problem in front of me how do I fix it I have this problem in front of me how do I fix it and if you have that plan in advance then yeah you're going to be laughing come come time that the roads are blocked off or the power's gone out or, or whatever other situation you may be facing that you've planned for already um, and then of course the other that, things I, that have caused that yeah and like they say if you if you take care of all the little things the big things yep. take care of themselves right mm-hmm. so and exactly. resolve themselves. Yep. And I, I think that's a perfect segue into the hard skills. Like, um, you know, okay, a tree fell on my house. What do I do? Well, can I call for help? Um, no, I can't because everybody else's trees have also fallen on their houses, and it's going to be weeks before I get help. So, uh, I need to know how to. I need. I need to have. I need to have a plan. My plan is okay. I'm going to have to rebuild something. How do I do that? Do I do I know anything about carpentry? How do I learn that? Um, I think basic basic building knowledge is mm-hmm. absolutely vital. Uh, understanding a how your house is built or how your building is built, uh, so you can understand where the where the strengths and weaknesses are. And can, can I, that's, can I that's really stop you there for a second? Step. Absolutely. Yeah. Al, what about the tree? What about the tree it? becomes firewood real quick. Yeah. But do you know how to take care of that problem? Uh, that's yeah exactly good point yeah right can you safely remove it from where it's fallen to yeah first step remove the tree second Mm -hmm. step rebuild the house yeah point so yeah so so can we can we do like how do i how do i deal with the tree how do i deal with that safely what do i need um do i need to to learn how to use a chainsaw how Mm -hmm. do i learn how do i learn to do that how do i find how do i find that skill i need to learn how to safely handle a fallen tree how do I deal mm-hmm. with that? Where can where do my resources for that? Do I have a person that I can call on for that? What if I can't get that person? Um, then I have to I have to make my shelter secure. Um, so we've got you know how can, do I have any building do I have building skills? How do I learn that? Uh, it would be I, I mean aside from aside from the fact that <laughs> it's great yeah well I, that that's a great that's a great way to tell you how to do it but I can just just like you said earlier Greg like I can tell you a hundred times how to build a wall. Absolutely. Until you actually go out and do it, it's yeah. it's, it's a yep. it's a real it's a really different animal. So how how can I gain those skills? Is there a project I can do that will help me gain the, that will help me gain those skills? Can I go out and build a shed? Can I help a buddy build a deck? Can I go work for a Can I go work for a house for a home builder for a for a summer? Right, whatever it might whatever it might be. But how do I how do I acquire those skills? Who do I know that has those skills? Can I rely on them, or can I or can I learn from them? And even if you have like a friend or, you know, family member that does, you know, specific types of jobs like carpentry work or mechanic work or something like that, if they got a lot of work going on, you know, if they're, if they're doing work on the weekends or anything, you're off that day and, you know, be like, Hey, I'll come help. But, you know, just mind showing me some things. Just let me hang out and BS and, and help you get things done. Just exchange for some knowledge. 
and now you've got a new skill. Let me me come tag along for a day. That's that's exactly how my apprenticeship started when when I was learning to be a locksmith. I I met a locksmith. I knew he was busy. I said, hey, can I just, you know, I worked worked weekends mostly. I'm off Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Can I come ride along with you for for a couple of days and, and learn from you? Nice. And that was in the pre-YouTube days, so I couldn't even go look it up on my own. I had to, I had to actually go learn from somebody. Boy, I'm old. Yeah, uh, but you're, you're still younger than Scott. I am still. Uh, we all Christ are. is younger than Scott. <laughs> uh, so, Chris, uh, Chris in the live chat's got uh, a good point. Uh, just having the ability to prioritize things. Um, so when many things happen at the same time, first critical life-saving stuff then uh, those that can be done in the shortest time leaves fewer things to worry about. It's a great point. Absolutely. Yeah. Prioritization is a thing. Yep. So prior, and, and I mean, we, we generally deal with the rules of what the rule of threes, right? Three minutes without mm-hmm. air, three hours without shelter, three days without water, three weeks without food, three seconds without hope. So, yep. You know, absolutely that ability to prioritize and what, what can I take off that list? Yep. Right. What, 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 you know, Especially things like food and water. Oh, I don't have to worry about that. Yep. You know, that's a that's a that's a, a, a months down the road issue, not a I need to deal with it right now issue. Yeah. Um, and that's again where a good, uh, where a good pre plan or a good, uh, you know, just a good fireside chat of what do we have around, who's coming, where are we going to go, what are we going to do, mm-hmm. really so, uh, really solves a lot of that in advance. When you just said, you know, you just made the comment, you know, uh, who's coming. And it just made me think about uh, this group on on Facebook. It's a an apparel and uh, like training company. That it's, it's always making the comment of no one's coming. Expect the self rescue. Just yeah. and you know some sometimes that's true. Like and I'm not necessarily talking about you know what emergency services are coming to save me. Yeah. Right. Because you know I don't generally want to rely on the government to 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 make keep me safe, mm-hmm. but. Uh, do I have like? Do I know that Eric's coming because he's right down the road, right? Maybe I'm Jeff, and I know that Eric's coming and he's bringing his, you know, trailer full of goodies, so I don't have to worry about much of anything. And beer, or well, of course. yeah, right. That's a given. Or, or you know, I've got, I've got, you know, fr- I've got friends and relatives in the area. We have an understanding that because we live outside the city, we're probably the best place to come, right? We've got a little bit of space. We've got, you know, we're we're pretty well set up here, so. Um, you know, we're probably the we're probably the best place to come. So we've got you know, I know that there are half a dozen people coming. Um, they're bringing they're bringing a skill set as well as equipment and supplies to to add to the to, to add you know add to what I've already got here. So who's coming? Maybe it's you know maybe it's not. And uh, you know as you know as a first responder, I like to think that the you know that we are we are coming to help eventually. But if you know. If we can, uh, if we can bypass you and go to somebody in higher priority because, um, you know, because you're well taken care of, then great. We don't need you, but we like, but we like, but but it's good to know you're there. You know, that's that's a that's a great place to be. Um, you know, we had uh, we had a we had a highway just not far from me here. Um, going back, I don't know, maybe ten years now, a little more than ten years. Um, had you know a foot of snowfall in, like. Under an hour, it was just an absolutely crazy snowstorm over, you know, damn near 50 miles, 70. I think it was, it was close to it was close to 75 kilometers. Shut down the entire highway. Like had to call in the uh, had to call in the air force to to, to evacuate people by helicopter. Um, all kinds of all kinds of nasty collisions, but people were literally just stranded because their their wheels weren't touching the ground anymore. And you know there were there were stories like the OPP, like the the police in the area were like they borrowed snowmobiles to, to, to go up and down the highway and just check on people and make sure that they had water and food. And, you know, that's a temporary problem, right? It's, it's a, it's a, it's a couple of days. Um, you know, it's a couple of days of having, uh, um, of being stuck and, and whatever, but if I can be prepared for that and then, you know, the snowplow is coming, maybe that's my solution. Mm-hmm. You know, if the snowplow is coming, all I have to do is wait. All I have to do is wait it out until then. Um, or I'm home, and all I have to do is wait out. You know, wait out the uh, wait out the storm for a few days. Maybe I don't need anybody else. But who's coming? Is it good? Is it bad? Is it whatever? But who's coming is uh, yeah. And and then yeah, nobody's coming. It's up to us. Again, pretty 
pretty standard pretty standard mantra but i'd still i still like to think that some of my friends are coming oh yeah absolutely i mean they still got to get there (laughs) i just got to make it that long (laughs) yeah so are are they coming when are they coming how are they getting here you know for some of them it's a two-day walk if they can't get their vehicles out of the city so um yeah absolutely like are are people coming um, I'm not necessarily relying on on emergency services, but are people coming that I'm hoping to see? And conversely, are people coming that I'm hoping to not see? Right. Yeah, yeah that's a good point. Hoping not to see. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And uh, to Pierre to Pierre's point, yes, we uh, we kicked off everybody that had more than four letters in their name tonight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because we're we're 40 minutes in and nobody has pointed out yet that. Ian is missing. Hmm. I thought Where I was the 40 minutes and 45 yeah. because seconds. Nobody <laughs> notices anymore. Maybe yeah. nobody cares. Who's Ian? Yeah. <laughs> He's in the comments again. So under the, under the hard <laughs> skills, uh, you know, we've got, you know, things like communication. Do we know how mm-hmm. to, how the, how the, how the comm systems work? Uh, that's something everybody should know. Uh, there should, there should not be one person dedicated to comms because no, nope. holy cow, that's a bad idea. Very bad idea. Um, building things, we kind of touched on that. Be, being able yep. to build and repair things. Um, fire starting. Yep. 40, there are 4,500 ways to, to, to start a fire. Do always do that outside, everybody, lest you build up carbon monoxide. Oh, oh, there it is. There it is. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've been trying so hard to find a way to work that in. <laughs> You're welcome. I think, we, I think we beat leadership to death. We did, yeah. Um, reinforcement of buildings. Yeah. Comes back, comes back to building, right? Understanding how a building, understanding yep. how a building goes together, you understand how to make it stronger. Um, identifying edible plants—that's a really excellent thing, right? If you're going to be on your own for any length of time, being able to understand what you can and cannot eat. Um, just throwing it out there, there are way more, way more plants that want you to die than animals. Yeah. <laughs> identifying edible plants is good. Identifying <laughs> edible meats is really easy by comparison. That's a good point. There's more plants, uh, but die. identifying edible plants and, and understanding what's what's good to eat and what's not. Hundred um, percent. I think we've we talked. I think in one of the hunting episodes about rabbit starvation. We did, yeah. Uh, yeah we did. Um, and understanding that uh, understanding that you can't live on 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 just lean protein by itself. You you, you got to supplement with uh, with plants. Not to mention it would uh, it would be really bad for your digestive system over a long term. So. Um, Underst- yeah, understanding yeah. what you can and can't eat. Um, I'm lucky. I, you know, I back onto you know 500 acres of corn. <laughs> so within <laughs> within that, there's all the uh, all the little all the little spinoff plants that come and um, and all and all the th- all the things that can be eaten. Um, cooking yeah. and cooking, absolutely. If yeah, it doesn't huge. matter what food you've got, if yeah. you if you don't. Uh, uh, Once you've you identified a, that uh, plant or that meat that does not want you to die, yep. someone's got to cook it. Yeah, so. and again, the consequences can be can be pretty awful if you don't. Yep. Um, well, and not to mention, it just gets boring if you're just eating the exact same thing over and over again, and you're not changing up your your recipes at all. Um, it's funny how like, much you can, you can food only, will boost morale, right? Hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. I'm gonna tell you right. Every, now, every, every one of us. Whenever I would get the Our, chili mac MRE, I was happy. <laughs> <laughs> Our, you can see, you can see every your face still light us, up. Just tell the story. <laughs> if if you dig deep down, all of our favorite memories, all of our mm-hmm. favorite memories revolve around food. Yep. And community. I was going to so say it, yep, it's just it's it, yep. it's got it's got to be like you 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 have to know how to cook it well. Um, canning, if you're lucky enough to have to you know have more than you need for for the day or the week, you need to be able to preserve that somehow. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, we have. A couple of episodes on that now, I think. It's probably not about canning, I need to go yeah. back and listen to those. Yep, we've definitely done canning a few yeah. times with uh, with Carmen, our, a few uh, times, our yep. expert. Yep. Yeah, and then uh, gardening, kind of the same thing, right? When you're talking when you're talking long term, um, you know, it's great to be able to go out and go out and whack Bambi, but it's quite it's something quite different to be able to. You got to have um, a side to go with the. Side you got to have you got to have a side salad to go with it. Yep. That so, and you need to grow something to bring Bambi to you. Uh, yeah. Absolutely, food plots are a good, a good garden. Means you don't have to go good. very far to hunt. Exactly, yep. it's true. And and j- just as much as as uh, edible plants, uh, Melissa's comment there: plants that are good for illness, wounds, etc. 
knowing how to, uh, yep. you know, yep. for, first aid. With, yep. Or, you know, any anything like that. Absolutely. Yeah. A lot of people look Sorry, over the full fact of that, Yeah. Um, <laughs> a lot of people look over the fact that just eating grapes, grapes are a natural uh, anti-inflammatory. Hmm. I learned yeah. something new today. I'm here to help. Thank you. <laughs> Much appreciated. I think, I think that's a good and, point and to show off your new the, shirt there, Brad. I don't know if anybody has noticed Brad's <laughs> new uh, new shirt yet, but uh, it is fantastic. It says Canadian Prepper Podcast, and it has, uh, is everybody ready for this? Can opener. My can opener. <laughs> no, it's really. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> so I did, I did a little bit of research. There yep. are approximately 35 ways to open cans not <laughs> using the standard mechanical can opener. <laughs> So that would be a really that would be a really good group skill to practice. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's just boring. You need a can opener. <laughs> I need a car full of them too. Twenty-seven to be exact. <laughs> a trunk, a trunk full of can openers. Yep, uh, it's a requirement in any preparedness scenario. Yes, he gonna leave yes, six sir. of them. Yeah. <laughs> that's like I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go be a car salesman. That's gonna be my my sales pitch. Like, look how many can openers you can fit in this truck. <laughs> Yeah, and if you don't get it, you can prep podcast. Time to listen. You'll get it. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. But so so Melissa's uh, um, you know Melissa's point about what what plants are good for illnesses and wounds, etc. Uh, I was going to say one of the one of the big skills to have is 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 medical skills. Right? Mm-hmm. It's you know any any anybody you know it doesn't take a genius to be able to you know slap a bandaid on a on a on a, on a cut but um, those longer those longer term things understanding how to handle you know migraines and you know gastrointestinal problems and all kinds of uh, you know all kinds all kinds of kind of longer term more chronic issues if you don't yeah. if you don't have a plan for that um, somebody's getting miserable real quick. Yeah, or even just the internal stuff that you can't see. Like you said, a, a cut is something you can see. You can visually deal with it. Yep. Uh, but something internal. High blood if pressure. You don't know what, what plants will do it, right? Yep. Yeah, high yep. blood pressure is one, Brad. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, all that kind of stuff. Asthma. Mm-hmm. Certain foods will trigger asthma. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. If you're not knowing what you're doing or what you're eating, if you haven't ever had it before, <laughs> be careful. Be really careful. That's why you need to have a good stock of TP. <laughs> Here, we Here we go. Cue the rush on TP. Oh, God. <laughs> Community uh, Purple Podcast is not responsible yeah. for any hoarding of paper products. Nope. <laughs> nope. You do that on your own accord. We are not suggesting it. <laughs> uh, so anybody heard of what uh, Ryan in the live chat here is talking about? Thoughts on uh, gorilla gardening? Anybody? Gorilla gardening. Never heard of it. Yeah, yeah I got no idea what that is. All right, Ryan, give us a quick rundown. Yep. Yep. Okay, Ryan, <laughs> you've got uh, you've got about a minute and a half to type up your response while we move on to the next, <laughs> uh, the next point here, <laughs> and then we're going to come back to this. Yeah, we absolutely are. Yep. Cool. Even if it's a joke, we want to hear about it. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Especially end. if it's a joke. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, you might find it printed on a so, t-shirt. Jeff makes a really good point. <laughs> yeah, you might. So Jeff makes a really good point that it's it's important to have a diversified mag, right? A couple of experts, yep. um, a, a couple of experts in very specific fields is great. Uh, you know, a, a jack of all trades is good, uh, but not awesome. Um, and especially, yeah, especially things like welding, small engine pair, small mm-hmm. engine pair, probably one of the the, the more important. Uh, um, the more important skills out there, right? I, I can, you know, I can power my whole house with my with my generator, but if my generator fails, mm-hmm. I'm pretty much up the creek. So yeah. that's uh, a good point. That's, that's definitely something where that I, I need I need help. You know, that's one of my identified identified gaps. Yeah, I can I can build you a you know a thousand horsepower big block all day long, but if you ask me to fix the riding lawnmower, it's probably not going to happen. Yeah, it's gibberish to you, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I've got a guy who's the opposite way. He's great on small engines, but he couldn't fix his own car to save his life. Well, and and I kind of threw either. in the uh, the other thing there, um, and, and we talked about it, you know, where 
you say to a friend, hey, can I come along or can I do this? Don't be afraid to try and tackle small house repairs on your own mm-hmm. or uh, with somebody who has uh, knowledge about it to develop your skills. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, you know, I've, I've twice now um, this year had to do plumbing repairs in my place that was something that I was uh, admittedly very lacking on and I, I got somebody over and had them walk me through it and the first one was a bit of a challenge. Second one, piece of cake. Nice. We uh, we've got an answer from uh, Ryan here in the in the chat. It says it's when you plant gardens in places not on your property, uh, make gardens in random places, parks, side roads, crown land, and uh, back alleys. All right. So my my thoughts candle. are. So the original question is, what are your thoughts on guerrilla gardening? Um, is it a good idea? I don't know. Maybe it would it be uh, an overall practical thing? Maybe, maybe not. If somebody else finds it, maybe they make use of it. Maybe it's still available when you want it. Um, it's kind of like the idea of caching supplies along a route. Yep. If you're if you're evacuating somewhere, um, the bulk yeah. of my um, the bulk of my uh, my my plans are to stay where stay put where I am. And so the less distance I have to travel to get my stuff, the better. Um, I'd rather have a big garden that I can control here rather than hoping there's still still tomatoes on the vine when I get to, you know, somebody else's property. Yeah. Um, but that said, if it's, you know, if it works for you, it works for you. There are plenty of community gardens out there. Um, I know, like, you know, the, the city near me, um, there's, I think, a dozen, there's a dozen that I know of where you can just plant a row and, and it doesn't matter who you are. You can just go and just go and plant things and, and, and manage them. So um, that would be a great way to kind of diversify. If you couldn't get from one area to another, you could plant, a, you know, plant a couple of rows of something, you know, in a different part of the city, and that might be beneficial to you. Um, I would be more inclined to do that on, you know, on a friend's property. You know, plan A is we stay at my house. You know, is I'm going to stay at my house, and so this is my garden, and. You know, plan B is I'm going to go to my friend's house, so you know he's going to help me with my garden. I'm going to help him with his garden, and combined, we're we're covered. That that would be my inclination, but you know that, that's specific to my circumstances because the chances of me having to leave my house are almost zero. No. Yeah. Just so it's definitely a situational based thing. There in the live chat. Uh, which comment? Jessica's. Yeah, that's my wife. Oh, okay, <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> that's uh, that's a lot of info, so right? Clear there. stage for high blood pressure, spearmint for migraines, eucalyptus for sinus issues, and before I finish that, Jessica, we're going to schedule a time for you to come on and talk about medicinal remedies. <laughs> yeah, we are. That's, that sounds like that sounds like an upcoming episode. Yep. Yeah, all kinds of stuff in here. Yeah, well, lavender uh, for anxiety, clove for for tooth uh, toothaches, peppermint for heartburn, etc. Yeah, peppermint, peppermint for heartburn and uh, and upset stomachs. Every time, it's uh, it's the best. Um, so yeah, I think awesome. that's uh, that's that's excellent. So I'd love to hear more about um, where you learned that, what research you've done into it, uh, where we can find other resources, as well as talking about some of the specific remedies. So uh, let's uh, let's schedule a time for that. I think that's a Absolutely. great idea. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's. Uh Jessica is actually a uh, licensed massage therapist, um, doula, and is, I want to say, licensed or certified in, like, uh, aromatherapy and natural medicine and stuff like that. So, she's certified in uh, sports medicine. So, very, very knowledgeable in that area. Awesome. Well, we definitely have to get her on if she's willing to come and chat about that stuff. Absolutely. Perfect. Yeah, we'll schedule a time. Uh-huh. We'll talk. We'll talk about that off the air. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, yep, that's me, right? Eighty-four-year-old um, Wrangler is thrilled to teach for free, so one of his sons is learning to farm with Clydesdales, and I think that's fantastic. Uh, I mean, you can yeah. you know fertilize and till at the same time. I think that's I think that's a double bonus, <laughs> uh, as well as you know you know Clydesdales don't need fuel. They very you know they don't need. Um, Liquid don't, fuel. You don't have to wait for. Don't have to wait for. Uh, yeah, you don't have to wait for a delivery truck to uh, um, to bring fuel and lubricants for them. You just got to uh, just got to put them to pasture when they're when they're done wor- they're done their work for the day. So, 
Uh, hey, a horse is the only the, the a horse is the only four wheel drive vehicle that will go anywhere in any season. Exactly. So I yeah, think, I uh, yeah, I think that's that's. Yeah. I've I have literally never ridden a horse, so I think that's uh, that's another skill that I should probably pick up at some point. Horses are amazing. Don't stress out around them, though. They will, no. they will definitely pick up on, pick up on your. <laughs> oh no! I've, I've, worked, I've worked around horses. Actually, I used to I used to work at a racetrack. I've, I've been up close and personal with horses. Just oh man, that'd be awesome. <laughs> that would be awesome. We got on one. It was something. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Well, anybody else in the uh, the panel have anything else to add to uh, to our skills and community talk? I've covered a lot of you, things here. Uh, you guys have hit everything that I would have done and more. <laughs> like, wow! And if you're not showing up with five can openers, we're turning you away at the gate. Yep. Seven has to be seven. Seven. Has to be seven. Right. Seven. Yep. Yep. Don't forget that seven's a very important number. Mm-hmm. One in each hand, one one in each front pocket, one in each back pocket, and juggling three at the, and juggling three. <laughs> sure, why not? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm glad that's turned into a thing. It's fantastic. <laughs> all right. Well, while we're talking about where we're putting all of our can openers, uh, let's move into the uh, podcast challenge, shall we? So this uh, this episode's challenge is to find a skill and practice it and try to find one that's going to be a benefit to your community and or mag. So if that's uh, juggling can openers, so be it. <laughs> Learning a chainsaw, how to yeah. fix an engine. That yeah, could be something simple, but try to find something that's lacking currently in your, uh, your group and learn that skill and then bring it forward and Absolutely. show a few other people as well. And when you've done that, let us know. Feedback yeah. at prepperpodcast.ca. All right, upcoming events. We've got nothing, uh, nothing on the board for right now. Attack uh, comes coming up in a bit, but uh, no, right. yeah, who knows? Tack, we'll yeah. see what happens. Yeah, we'll see if it actually happens this year. Yep, we'll see. Fingers crossed, or no? Yep. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna guess with, uh, um, with our, with our current climate of uh, gun grabbing, it's, not, it's not gonna yep. be a very pleasant place to be. Probably not. But, uh, Jeff, you got a weather blurb? Sure, I got a few things, um, so I'll just briefly touch on a few things. Um, the Atlantic hurricane season remains relatively calm, uh, but the experts are still calling for an above-normal season. So I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see what comes out of it. Um, uh, in case you've been living under a rock, the heat continues to dominate the weather in the U.S. and Canada. Um I was going to do a little bit of work outside the last couple of days, stepped outside and went, nah. <laughs> so um, um, because we missed the last episode, um, there are a couple of things. So, um, and, and I mean, really, there's there, there's no real way to try to, to prep for something like the devastating floods that happened in Kentucky. Um, the last death count is up to 25. Um, I mean, you know, when when it rains that much and and the floods come, unless you're way ahead of the ball game, there's there's really not a lot you can do to prepare for it. Try and keep your stuff on a second floor, and I mean that's about it. But they they were showing pictures where all that was showing out of the water was the the peaks of the roof. So it was almost like a hurricane Katrina all over again. So um, yeah. there is a uh, risk for uh, some severe storms with. Uh, Tornado potential in the deep southwestern Ontario tomorrow. Um, I put a link in there to instant weather, which is my go-to. Um, we've had a few storms over the last few days. Nothing that's uh, been really wild. Uh, they did have a downburst that uh, did some tree damage and ripped some shingles off and stuff in the town of Elora in uh, mm-hmm. kind of western Ontario the last uh, probably four or five days ago, but um outside of that it's just been your run-of-the-mill severe thunderstorms and and stuff like that so um lots of funnel clouds the other day but nothing really touched down so but keep your eyes on it again always be don't be scared be prepared ah awesome (laughs) so deal of the week uh so cabela's has the uh, camp chef explorer it's a two burner folding stove 
uh, regularly 179 bucks. It's on for 139. So if you're looking for a camp stove, check that out. And uh, shout outs. We've got a couple here. So Brad. Yeah. I'm going to shout out to my wife. We, uh, we made a deal last year. If I got a new shed, she would get a new puppy. Ah. So because I got my shed, thankfully, mm-hmm. um, she was looking around for a puppy. We have a Boston Terrier, and she wanted another one. And the people that we originally got our first Boston Terrier from are old friends of ours. Well, mine originally. And their second male actually mated with another dog and they produced a litter of pups we saw it online yeah yeah yeah, usually how it works we saw it online and and like they're friends on facebook the two wives are friends on facebook and so we went to see them and that was the same couple that was uh now had their their lights turned on the, the, the mask taken off their eyes and they're now starting to prep and whatnot so if we hadn't made that deal i never would have found out that he was now getting into prepping and whatnot so I showed it to my wife to say, hey, we, we made some really good friends out of this, and we're probably going to increase our mag. Nice. And you got a puppy out of the deal. Yep. And we're getting a puppy out of the deal. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> I would also like to shout out Brad's wife. But... <laughs> I'm just going to no, leave uh, it at that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You'll leave everybody no. wondering. <laughs> <laughs> no, because that, that seems like an excellent way to do things, yeah. and... Uh, um, a good deal is a good deal. There you go. Yep. Yeah. Great, great, that's awesome. great negotiating. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, I'll do a quick shout out to uh, Jace Medical. So uh, I had a good meeting with uh, the CEO there on Monday. Uh, they're going to be coming out uh, to the show probably in September. We're going to do an episode with the CEO there and talk about uh, what they can offer uh, both in the U.S. and Canada uh, in regards to uh, antibiotics. So, uh, just kind of working out some final details there, but uh, they'll be coming on the show in September. So uh, super excited for that. So stay tuned. And as far as email and iTunes reviews goes, we are up to uh, 201 um, ratings at least. And uh, we're at 4.5 stars. So uh, I'll take that. That's fantastic. That's good. Yeah, that's awesome. And as Greg's yeah. fan club started stated at the early, uh, the, at the very uh, beginning of the show there, uh, yep. Make sure you give us a like, give us a follow. That uh, certainly helps other people find us and increases our ratings. Yep. Sure does. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll do a I'll do a quick shout out in the live chat there. Dave Sherwood says he's heading to Eastern Kentucky on Tuesday oh. with donations. Good for you, Good man. For you, Dave. That's awesome. Appreciate it. Um, is it if it's not too late to donate? Where can we donate? How can we help out? And I, I say we as in the royal we of. The, the entirety of North America who may or may not be listening to this. No. Uh, if you can just pop a message up there, we'll uh, we'll get it into the show notes and we'll see, yeah, see if we can get it on the air before the end of the show. Yep. Yeah. That's good to see. Yeah, that's awesome to see. Yeah, that's fantastic. Uh, so we'll we'll read the uh, the outro uh, slowly here, Dave, if you can get uh, get a link for us as to where we can help out and put it out to everybody. We will. If not, I'll make sure I get it into the uh, the show notes for sure. Uh, so I will bring uh, episode number 172 of the Canadian Prepper podcast to an end. You can find the podcast on Pod uh, on iTunes, Podbean, <laughs> Spotify, or of course your favorite podcast app. Uh, please help us out, submit a review. It does help other people find us. And we do record these shows live on Facebook and YouTube. If you want an early peek at the show, please subscribe to the YouTube channel, Canadian Prepper Podcast, and click the notifications tab. It gives you an alert when we're going live. If you want to contact me directly, you can get me at Alan, that's with one L, at prepperpodcast.ca. And if you have uh, anything for me, you can uh, just send a generic message to feedback at prepperpodcast.ca. And if Eric finds some time and he cares less, I'm not sure, (laughs) he'll make sure I get it. Let's make sure it's generic and don't directly uh, uh, address it to Jeff because I just won't deliver it. Oh, Dave got back to us in the live chat. It's through the local okay. church that he's at. Okay. So I'm guessing there's no uh, no online donations or anything. So well, that's too bad. Oh well. But still, good good for him and yeah. good for fantastic. His, his yeah, absolutely. Good on step you. out and step up and help people in their time of yeah. need. That's yeah, that's, that's what good. that's the best thing of humanity. 
And uh, I can be reached at batbradcpp at gmail.com if anybody wants to order a shirt. <laughs> Heck yeah. <laughs> uh, you can reach me at crossrifleranch at gmail.com. I'm also on Discord. Awesome. And uh, check out Rapid Survival at rapidsurvival.com. You can get me there on the live chat. Uh, you can also email me at feedback at prepperpodcast.ca. Uh, so thanks for joining us this evening. Until next time, be prepared, stay safe. And keep learning.